So, do you have an alert that says? So let's see how many seconds does it take. Yeah? Can you hear me well? With the volume of your computer? sitting your your watch <laughs> well it's uh, it's uh it's 11 o'clock my time good morning everyone uh, just want to call you blessed today and uh, uh, just uh, excited that we at least have have this uh, outlet this these tools to be able to connect to be able to share the Word of God today we don't, we're not planning to make this uh, uh, like uh, the normal length of a service we just want to have communion together and it's a way to connect to each other but also to connect to the Lord Jesus Christ what I'm planning to do today is just lay out a small teaching about communion. Uh, I just want to make sure that we, as the body of Christ, have the full knowledge. The Bible says that the people are taken captive because of the lack of knowledge. So my, my, my goal today is that we can, we can grasp some of the knowledge and some of the meaning of this sacrament, which is communion. If you're taking notes... Uh, we're, go we're gonna go kind of quickly through some scriptures and but we're gonna use first Corinthians uh, chapter 11 verses 23 to 26 as our main uh, uh, portion but we also will we also go are going to use first John chapter 2 verses 1 through 6 and then uh, Isaiah 53 verses 5. Amen. So if you're, if you're here, please, if you can write in the comments, can you say hi uh, and share with us a happy face? Since I won't have happy face this morning, can you at least put a happy face in, the, <laughs> in your comments, please? So we, can, so we can get excited. Amen. Amen. So I have, as you can see, I have my elements. I don't know if you can see them well. Can, I, can you see the elements? 
Can you see it in your screen? Yeah. I have my, my crackers, which symbolizes the bread, which is the, symbolizes the body of Christ. And I have my, 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 my grape juice. Uh, uh, but you can use for communion, we can use all, any, I mean, any, any other kind of juice. A grape juice is, is preferred because uh, it comes from the, from, from the grape, which is the vine, right? From, from where uh, wine is made. But if you have another kind of uh, uh, juice, that's fine. And even if you don't have any kind of juice and you have to take, do it with water, that will be okay. Uh, the most important thing is the meaning of the elements, right? So I want to start with 1 Corinthians 11. If you have your Bible, uh, come with me or if you're taking notes. In 1 Corinthians 11, Paul is sharing about this sacrament. And this, this is so important what he says. Amen. So the, the, the way we're going to do it today is like this. I'm going to share the scripture. Then I'm going to grab the element. We, you and I, we're going to make a quick prayer. And then we're going to eat. We're going to eat. And after we have eaten, I'm going to grab the other element, which is the blood, which symbolizes the blood. We're going to make a quick prayer. And then we're going to drink. And then we're going to close our service. Amen. So 1 Corinthians 11, this is so important, verses in, uh, from verse uh, 23 to 26. The Apostle Paul writes, and I'm reading from ESV. He says, For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup in the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And this is where I want us, you and I to focus. Is For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim, underline that word, you proclaim the Lord's death until, until He comes. So when you and I take communion, brother, brother and sister, what we are doing, we are doing a proclamation of what? Of the Lord, Lord's death. A proclamation is an announcement, is a declaration. And, and, and so an announcement is a formal declaration about a fact, occurrence, or intention. When we are doing the Passover, we are proclaiming, we are acknowledging the, Lord, the Lord's death. What is the meaning of that? To acknowledge is to accept or admit the existence or truth of something. So every time you and I come to the table, whether it's through this media, medium or, or, or it is in church, what we are doing is we, we are acknowledging the fact that the, the Lord has died for you and me. And we are proclaiming these things. We are announcing these things. To whom? To ourselves. We are announcing this to the spiritual powers. And we are announcing these things to the circumstances around us. What are we announcing? We are announcing the Lord's death. What is that? Well, if you remember, Jesus was celebrating the Passover. And 
he finally revealed to his apostles that that lamb that was sacrificed during Exodus chapter 12, that lamb is himself. And if you remember, God has pronounced a sentence over the world back then. And he sent his angel to execute vengeance, meaning to execute the penalties of the sins and the transgressions and the iniquities of the world. But he told the Israelites to sacrifice a lamb because that lamb was going to take their place, so to speak. So, and he says, you sacrifice the lamb and you grab the blood of the lamb and you put the door the, the blood on the doorposts of your houses. So when my, when my angel walked by, the angel of justice, the angel that was executing justice, when the angel goes by, he will see the blood on the doorpost and he is going to spare your life. So the blood, the, the, the lamb was used as a, as a way of redemption, meaning that as a way of forgiveness. The lamb was used as a way of deliverance and as a ransom. The lamb was paying. The lamb was paying for the iniquities and the transgressions and the sins of the Israelites. The Egyptians didn't have no lamb to pay for them. So what happened? Their firstborn was, was executed, was, was died. So this is the context of communion and the bread of, that symbolizes the body. Jesus is telling you, I am the Lamb of God that, that has come to take away the sin of the world. So when the, so when the, the evil, when the, the power and the, and the justice of God will be executed, the penalties, the sentences, and every curse is, is going to be executed over our lives because of our sins and of our transgressions and because of our iniquities, we have to have communion to be remembered to, to, as a reminder that one body has already been sacrificed for the things that we have done wrong. Listen, communion is more than a sin conscious activity. You know, where I grew up, every time we had communion, I had to stop and think about all the things that I'd done wrong, all, all my mistakes, all my faults, and all my sins. And I was expected to spend minutes thinking and meditating on my sins and my mistakes. But when I read the scripture, I noticed that Jesus' intent wasn't that we will meditate in our sins, but we rather we will meditate in his forgiveness and in his goodness and in, and, and, and in the fact that if we are in Christ, our lives has been spared from the penalties and the consequences of sin. The intention of community, of communion, I'm sorry, is to rise in us a righteousness consciousness is a proclamation to ourselves that he who knew no sin was made sin for me that I may become the righteousness of God in Christ. Oh, I'm getting excited right now because Jesus took 
every one of the curses that I deserved upon his own body. Jesus took every one of the penalties that I deserved upon his own body. Jesus took every one of the, of the punishments that I deserved upon his own body and he decided to become my substitute. Ain't that wonderful? So when we come to the table, I want you guys to have a consciousness of righteousness, meaning that wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have been washed by the blood of Christ. I have been redeemed. I have been forgiven. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have been healed. I have been, you know, I have been granted access to the throne room of God. I am seated with Christ in heavenly places far above all evil. That's the things God wants you to remember every time you have communion. And listen, as we remember those things, inevitably, you will be exposed to your own wrongdoings, right? That's ine inevitable. When Isaiah found himself before the throne of God in Isaiah 6, he says, Woe is me, I'm a dead man because I have sinned. When we are in front of God, it's inevitable to, to be able to be exposed. To, to be to it's inevitable for our sins and our faults to be exposed but God doesn't want you to stay there he wants you to meditate in his goodness and grab a hold of the covenant that he has made through the blood of Christ the covenant of forgiveness the covenant of mercy and the covenant of peace right look first John 2 and I'm closing first closing I'm closing 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. 1 John. Not, not the gospel of John, but 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2. Oh, this is beautiful scripture. And it reads like this. Listen. My little children. That tells me that this letter is addressed to you and me as members of the body of Christ. My little children. I am writing these things to you so that you may not sin, okay? But if, but if anyone sin, meaning that yes, we, been, we, have been, we are being sanctified, I still make mistakes, I still have bursts of anger, I still have desire for things that are not profitable for me. But if, if, if anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation. Go and study the word propitiation. Homework. Go study what the word propitiation means. For he is the propitiation for our sins, and not only for ours, but on, but only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And and by this we know that we have come to know him. If we keep his commandments. Brothers and sisters. If you have made a mistake. You have an advocate. Jesus Christ the righteousness. Jesus took your obligations and my obligations. In front of God to appease. Go and check what the word appeasing means. To appease the punishment and the wrath of God for ourselves. He took it upon his body. He took our obligation. He, beca he became our substitute. He's our propitiation. Amen. So today I want to encourage you. Two things. Think about what God, God has given you. Think about that you have been forgiven. 
think about that every curse, the curses had to do with health, the curses had to do with financial and economic peace, and the curses had to do with separation from God. Jesus took that out of the equation. So if you're going through that, those things, meditate and, and think and say, wait a minute, I shouldn't be going through these things because Jesus took it upon his body. Amen. And he has been made your substitute in the name of Jesus. Think about his goodness rather than your faults. Amen. I want you to do that today as we celebrate communion with the Lord. And I want to ask you to be grateful and to be thankful for what he has done for you. And I want to ask you something else. Surrender your life to Christ. Give your life to Jesus. I mean, we have, a lot of us call ourselves Christians, but we haven't totally surrendered our lives to Christ. There's three gods in all this equation. In all this uh, story, there's three, three gods. The Lord Jesus Christ, the God called self, me, I, and the enemy, the God of this world who, by the way, has been defeated. And, the, and if you have proclaimed Jesus as Lord, that means that the God, the God of self has to bow down before the Lord, has to submit to the Lord. And that's why the scripture says, but if we know that we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. And whoever says, I know him, but does not keep his commandments, it's deceitful. And the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, meaning that submit his life to Jesus, meaning that runs under the shelter of the Lord Jesus to do what he wants us to do, to follow his instructions, then the Bible says, in him truly the love of God is perfected. So today, meditate in the goodness of this God that has come to rescue you, by love. That's the only force he's using, love. And then meditate. Have I, have I surrendered my life, my emotions, my feelings, my mindsets, my opinions, my reactions, my words, my relationships, everything? Have I surrendered those things to the Lordship of Jesus? And that's for you to answer. But if you haven't, brothers and sisters, today is the day. To, say, to tell the Lord, Lord, before I take communion, I, I can acknowledge there's areas in my life that are not totally surrendered to you. I want to ask you to forgive me. And I'm sur I surrender my life to you. And help me, Lord Jesus, to walk in a manner that is going to be pleasing to you. And as you do that, you will see God come. Not only to rescue and deliver you in every area of your life, but to give you a peace and, and a life more abundantly. Amen. So we'll, we'll pray about this. I'm going to grab my, my element. This, this symbolizes the bread. I'll give you a few, a few seconds. So you grab yours. Lift it up. This is the body of Christ that was broken for you. Every infirmity. Every sickness. Every disease. Every bankruptcy. Every strife. Every situation of life were poured 
upon the body of Christ. And what we are to receive now is his peace, his joy, and his life in us. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift this piece of bread that symbolizes your body. And my king, I examine myself today. I examine myself today. And Lord, you have delivered me, Lord, from the, from the hands of the wicked one. And you have delivered me from myself also, Lord. And Lord, I thank you for your goodness. I thank you that every curse was taken upon your own body in the cross. And as I eat this bread, Father, I'm reminded and I'm proclaiming that I am the righteousness of God in Christ. That, that I, I qualify now for your goodness. Not because of my efforts. Not because of my performance. Not because of my doings. No, no. I qualify to your goodness because of the blood of Christ. Because of the substitutionary work of Jesus in Calvary. And you have allowed me in, Lord. And I thank you for it, Lord. Eat. You know, my pastor in Honduras, when we had communion, we have big loaves of, loaves, loaves of bread. And for every aspect of life, we will, you know, grab a piece of bread and we will pray. That prayer for our families, that prayer for our children, that prayer for our, our health, that prayer for our wealth, that prayer for everything that is important to you, brothers and sisters. Everything that is important to you is important to the Lord Jesus. And He's aware of that. And He wants to give you success in those areas as well. Amen. Then the Bible says that Jesus took the cup that symbolizes His blood, the blood of the covenant. There is a covenant between God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And the covenant, what do you... That's in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23, 24, 25. The covenant, there's a deal that they made. And that deal was signed by the blood of Christ. If you, and if you can do a little research on covenants in the Eastern culture... The covenants were signed by blood, meaning that it was settled forever. The covenant of the blood of Christ is the fact that you and I are going to have forgiveness every time we come to Christ. And if we have made mistakes, forgive, forgiveness will be available. So remember today, there's a covenant that covers you. There's God's word sealed by his own blood saying, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Saying Isaiah 54 chapter verse 10, my covenant of peace will be with you forever. Everything may pass away by my covenant, my decision, my disposition to forgive you and to reestablish you and to vindicate you will never be changed. I have sworn with, a, with, a, with, 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 a, with an oath, and I have sealed it with my own blood. God will never kick you out if you come with a contrite heart to surrender to Him. How can I know that? Because of this blood 
that was shed on Calvary. So as we drink the cup today, remember you're not too far from God and God is not too far from you. If you feel that you have dropped the ball, come on up. Come to God. Come to the Father through Jesus Christ. Amen. So Father, we pray and we thank you, Lord. The covenant is available 24-7, 365 days until, Lord, the end of days. And that we have access to it, Lord, by the blood of Christ. Jesus, we praise you. We thank you that you were willing to shed your blood to grant us forgiveness and to have us sit seated down with you in heavenly places at your table as your brothers and your sisters, my King. We bless your name and we thank you. And I proclaim, I proclaim to the circumstances. I proclaim to the powers of the air. I proclaim to the powers of darkness that I have been forgiven. I have been forgiven for all my mistakes. Therefore, there is no condemnation for me and for you who are now in Christ, not because of my own doings, but because of this blood that has granted me forgiveness. No condemnation. I'm not accepting any accusation because the blood of Christ speaks louder than the blood of vengeance and the blood of Abel. This blood is louder and more powerful than the blood of judgment and the blood of accusation. Because the only opinion that matters, it was this blood says and thinks and does for you and me. Drink. Oh, I feel like singing, but I won't. Jesus, Jesus, why don't you want to come to this good God? Why do you keep running away from Him? All He wants to do is love you, lift you up, clean you, and put you back in the place of authority that He so graciously has decided to share with us. There's just something about His name. Brothers, I pray over you, Palestine Church, during these low temperatures, I pray protection over your physical body, over your soul, over your spirit. Hey, I pray protection over your property, over your assets, over your livestock, I pray protection over everything you have in the name of Jesus. And I pray that we will come after these few days of low temperatures. We will come as healthy as we've never been before. In the, in the name of Jesus, I pray. And I call you blessed today. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Took me 24 minutes. Have a blessed couple of days. Be, be safe. And the angel of the Lord is around you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Bye-bye.